Hey everybody, it's Andy Little from the EM Over Easy podcast. Here with episode 34, it's about the patients, where the three amigos are joined by a good friend, mentor, and co-worker Travis Ulmer, where we talk about why he loves being an emergency medicine physician. We hope you guys enjoy this episode like you have others, and don't forget to check us out on iTunes and the SoundCloud app. Tanner's like right. that person that walks around with like a perfed appy for a month, and then they come in septic, and they're like, the where were you a month drove ago? straight. It got me Ish. to and from. Ish. Way to go, Andy. We have now alienated the entire state of Michigan from listening to our podcast. We don't get a lot of coverage up there anyways, so... <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of EM Over Easy. We are back in DK Diner. We have the three amigos, Andy, Drew, and Tanner, and we are joined by a very special guest today, Travis Ulmer, who is the Vice President of Recruiting and Marketing, USACS. Yeah, also, a dear friend of ours that we really enjoy. Glad you could have join us this morning. Ohio State Buckeye fan extraordinaire and overall stud yeah. would be the title I would uh, put at the end of your email. I, I appreciate that. I, pound for pound, I do okay, but there's not a lot of poundage, so <laughs> it is what it is. I was going to say, I've always wondered why there isn't like a Michigan equals poop hashtag at the bottom, or is that because we have... Oh, of my official uh, work email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll see what I can do on the <laughs> I might just add that to the whole company at some point. Yeah. Way to go, Andy. We have now alienated the entire state of Michigan from listening to our podcast. We don't get a lot of coverage up there anyways, so... <laughs> So anyways, uh, this, this morning, you know, we wanted to bring you in here and just kind of get your perspective on life in general. You have obviously been very successful early on in your life in emergency medicine. You've gone from lowly, brand new physician attending to very high up in a company very quickly. And to me, that's something that's very intriguing and interesting. So I guess just to start off, give us a little bit of how'd you get to where you're at? That's a great question. I think... Um just like everybody else, I started out in medical school and and didn't have a lot of aspirations to get into to leadership, but um, pretty quickly started finding my pathway through recruiting because I became passionate about getting the right people to join um, my residency, and then same thing following and with uh, with the group that I joined, and so um, it's kind of it was a natural progression and gives you a little better. Um, control of your schedule as well in a little better work-life balance I think um, I think it's a little bit hard as a you know a younger physician to see yourself working night shifts and week all the weekends and holidays and everything for 25 30 years and so um, it's turned out to be a good uh, a good pathway for me so one thing we've been asking people because again uh, we the medicine side of this is probably a little light this is more of a, a social interview which we which we enjoy what gets Travis Ulmer out of bed every morning like when you know when you when you work a, when you work a string of shifts or when you've had a rough week at the office when you've had a, a, a tough month recruiting what gets you out of bed to say all right I'm still doing the right thing and I'm still moving late right night actually. last night coming yeah. to meet us this morning <laughs> yeah. we won't yeah. go into why it was a late night yeah. we're gonna avoid that on the podcast but this was recorded on November 9th if you want to put the dates together so <laughs> <laughs> um, what gets me out of bed? That's a great question. Um, I, I think really at the end of the day, uh, you know, I really love taking care of patients. Yeah. Um, I think that we're extremely lucky as emergency physicians being really the only true group that will take care of anybody no matter time of day, ability to pay, yeah. where, what socioeconomic status they have. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We, yeah. we will take care of them. And um, 
I'm really proud of that as a as a field. Yeah. And uh, and you know not only can I do that at the bedside, but being able to help other physicians do that throughout our entire group um, makes this absolutely worthwhile. I think that's something I've definitely noticed with you, you know, working with you in the department is there is no shade of patient that you're going to get frustrated with or yeah. at least verbalize that the residents <laughs> can see because I'm sure, just like everyone else, you have these you have patient groups that are frustrated and hard to deal with, but yeah. it always seems very even-keeled, very straightforward, like, hey, this patient's here for this, and we're going to treat them, do the best we can. I, I think that's a really cool trait to have. Yeah, you know, I... Early on, especially when I was a resident, um, I kind of was very much me versus the patients, you know. And if they if they weren't there for for an agenda that met my agenda, then I got really frustrated. But I quickly realized that you know what, patients going to come in for any reason they want, and I better learn how to deal with that. Yeah. And um, I really do believe that you know, 95 plus percent of patients that come to the ER are very reasonable. They're yeah. they're scared. They're in pain. They don't have the knowledge. They they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, if my car starts making a jacked up noise, I'm going to the mechanics, man. I don't know what's wrong with it. It sounds yeah. bad. It could be something real simple. And, and they're going to be like, oh, look at this dumb person who came in with their car. Right. But for us, it's an emergency. No, yeah. Sure. Right. For me, and I'm like, I need somebody to look at this like today. I, I don't know if it sounds bad. And it could just be. A loose bolt, right? I mean, absolutely nothing important to the car. Or in Tanner's case, it was a shock and a strut, but he drove on it for well, something like two and a half years before he actually took it, it to fix. It was a broken strut, and I drove on it for a year, year and a half. Tanner's like right. that person that walks around with like a perfed appy for a month, and then they come in septic, and you're like, the where were you a month ago? drove straight. It got me Ish. to and from. Ish. Hey, the door still doesn't work, but you know what? The car drives. <laughs> the car drives. <laughs> That's right. The life of a resident. How does the coffee taste today? I would say it's a little stronger than normal, but it's okay. But the taste, like it's stronger, but some people just comment that it tastes. No, this taste. Don't you nod your head no? I'm agreeing with you. You don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. I can't. Yeah, it tastes like everything. I think everything tastes bad this morning, considering what happened overnight. Yeah. We have a bitter taste in our mouth. I think it's our our view on life right now. That will make the final cut. Yeah, that, that, or a short sack. Or a short sack. Just a quick yeah. blurb. <laughs> I actually like how we have come to the point where if something tastes off, they ask us because we come here so <laughs> often. That is true. When Travis and I sat down, they're like, so three or four, and I was like, four, they're like, and she's like, oh, you're recording. And I was like, yeah. 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 Travis, before we got uh, sidetracked a little yeah, bit, yeah. You, you made a awesome comment, something that uh, I've come to terms with a little bit, and I think is really important for residents and attendings for... Mm having satisfaction long-term in their career, mm-hmm. which is really addressing the patient as needing to be in the ER. Now, yeah. we don't necessarily think they need to be in the ER, but the patient feels as though they need to be in the ER. And a question I've stopped asking myself is, why did this patient come here for this at this time? You know, the, the 3 a.m. patient with ankle pain, you know, mm-hmm. this has been going on for three months, used to drive me absolutely batty, and now it's one of those situations where, you know what, they're here. I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. I'm going to treat them as I treat anybody else who is here for a reasonable issue, and to them it's a reasonable issue. And there's a lot of reasons why people come to the ER at 3 a.m. It actually makes sense. They can get in quickly. Maybe they're up. Maybe it's bothering them and they couldn't sleep. Who knows? Yeah. But I think that's that's awesome advice is just uh, addressing everybody as though they're here for a specific reason, and it's a legitimate reason. And unfortunately, there's probably 5% of the population that comes to the ER for alternative sure. means or uh, – motives and, and maybe it's higher in some places but if you treat everybody like that small percent of the population then you're going to burn yourself out really quickly so Agreed. thank yeah. you for mentioning that yeah I totally agree I think 
you know, I, I've, I've really started to embrace, you know, what, what are you most concerned about? You know, not, and I've stopped asking, you know, why did you come here? Even in my mind, right? That why did you come here is um, usually heads you down a, a rabbit hole and usually ends up in a bad place. Um, and it leads to a lot of dissatisfaction. And I see a lot of frustrated physicians and residents and medical students even. And uh, I think as, as an attending, our job is to really help refocus uh, the residents and students to, you know, we're taking care of people. Let's treat them like people and just find out, you know, what really are they, what are they scared about? Did they Google something that seemed scary to them? And have that conversation. It takes no more time. It takes no more resources or test. They actually feel reassured, and I feel like I actually helped somebody. Absolutely. So there's one question I actually really am interested in. Yeah. You've been to a lot of sporting events. Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite sporting event that you've ever been to? Ooh, favorite sporting event. Or game or whatever it Singular is. Singular event. Just one. I will tell you what. Um, so I was eight years old. My dad took me to an Ohio State-Indiana basketball game in the old St. John's Arena at Ohio State. Nice. This is back when they were both powerhouse yes. programs. Yeah. Triple overtime. <laughs> Buckeyes win. And that's like my first big game memory when I was eight years old, and uh, one of the guys that played for High State was named Treg Lee, and we were, my, my brother is 14 years younger than me, so I was a seventh grader when he was born, and uh, my parents let me name him, and I named him Treg, because of that game. Wow. That's uh, awesome. So that's my first big sports memory. That's cool. That's awesome. Back to, uh, back to something a little bit emergency medicine related. You talked, you're talking about work-life balance, and mm. I think uh, know, knowing you um, decently well and, and watching you kind of work and, and live, I think you have work-life balance down to a T. That's something that has become a hot topic in mm. emergency medicine for residents and uh, young physicians. So if you could give those two or three Travis Ulmer tips mm. to maintaining work-life balance, what, what yeah. would it be? Um, you know, I think during residency, uh, you know, you, you obviously don't have a lot of work-life balancing. You guys are working a ton of hours, and you have so many external things to focus on and projects to do. But as an attending, you know, one of the biggest things that I struggled with was, you know, I had a lot more free time, but a lot of the free time was, you know, maybe a Wednesday and Thursday daytime when there weren't a lot of other 30-some-year-old professionals. God, but those are the best times to off be off. Work, right? I know. Yeah. So I, I, you know, and if you go to the gym, there's a lot of young people that are off on Thursdays and Wednesdays in the <laughs> afternoon, and it blows my mind. But yeah. sorry, back to you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think um, uh, figuring out a way to, um, you just have to decide that you're not going to become a hermit. Just make that decision that you're still going to go and do things and be active and 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 be around other people. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, you can pretty quickly slip into a, you know. You're working nights and you're sleeping during the day and you're not seeing your friends or family. And then you're off during days when they're not available and you know you can pretty quickly become a little bit lonely. So uh, you have to actively really fight that. Yeah, the times that I don't plan something or get it set up that I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna go for a hike during the middle of the day or something like that, it's easy to get sucked into just sitting on the couch yeah. and not really getting a lot done and I'm not productive and then I get frustrated with you know, not seeing people and hanging out, and then it just yeah you know, snowballs really, really quickly. Yeah. So, something that we uh, we've been asking everybody that we've been interviewing recently, um, 
we had a, a, a recent debate about superheroes. Oh, jeez. All right. So I was hoping we went with the breakfast question today. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna go superheroes. We can we can finish with the breakfast question. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more you interested. In, I'm more interested in superheroes. Hmm. So we all have our our superhero that we uh, associate with. Andy, who's yours? Thor. Wolverine. Wolverine. I'm a I'm a Splinter guy, uh, personally, which is really going uh, kind of under the table. What would be your superhero? Man. We can debate whether really these a, are actually superheroes. I or wasn't not. really a superhero kind of guy. I guess you know the closest for me. I was a big Mighty Mouse fan. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Wow. So it's, Mighty Mouse is a superhero That's, in a way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's a super rat or a mouse. I guess. No, no different than Splinter is a super rat. True. Except for he is a mutant into a human anthropomorphic form. So I guess it's probably. Did you just drop anthropomorphic? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's working on like four hours of sleep and my mind is blown right now. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely nice. blown. Wow. I feel like that was pretty good though. So Mighty Mouse. That's like Saturday mornings growing up. Saturday mornings yeah, growing up. Right. What was yeah. the theme song for that? I don't remember the theme song. Mighty Mouse is on the... Something like that, yeah. No, that's Underdog. Was underdog. Damn it. Yeah. Underdog. Yeah, underdog. underdog. Man, underdog. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. I remember there's something about it. Oh, man. He's, I, remember he, I remember he's like driving a little... No, that's Speed Racer driving the car. We're going we're gonna to have to look this we're up. We're going to have to look this up. I feel bad. Insert... <laughs> Now. It's certain now. So, so Mighty Mouse. So the follow-up question is, we've been asking people, you know, we're EM over easies, you know, breakfast is kind of a theme of what we do. Where is your favorite place to get breakfast, and when you go there, what do you get? Ooh, favorite breakfast place, and what do I get? I don't know. This morning is, uh, it's, I think this might be one of the tops of my list here, being a guest on your show. <laughs> oh, nice. We've made it. I, 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 I don't Somebody know. Somebody likes us. I'm worried about the paparazzi when we leave the building, so hopefully I can get home. They're all in New York today. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, favorite breakfast? No, I, I uh, actually, I'm a big, um, I'm a big Bob Evans guy. I like. Oh, okay. I like sitting at the bar, Bob yeah. Evans. Okay. Yeah. Because they're, you know, I traveled a lot for work. Yeah. And there's Bob Evans everywhere, right? So yeah. I can kind of go around. Um, yeah. And the bar is very inviting. People are typically yeah. pretty nice. It's cheap. Yeah. It's quick. It's safe. It's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Strawberry pancakes. Yeah. Okay. Strawberry pancakes. Your risk yeah. of food poisoning is pretty low. That's a good point. I'd say compared yeah. to other other places you can pick for breakfast. So. That's legit. Uh, we'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. Bob Evans. All right. Sometimes consistency is better than. Going for like the big gun. Going for the thing. win. Yeah. yeah. Travis, thanks for joining us. We're, thanks for uh, having me. We're going to try to get you tapped in for some more talks in the future. I know I efficiency to. is a big thing, so uh, stay tuned for one of those and go Bucks. Yeah. Go Bucks. It's uh, it's good that, that we're on radio because Tanner looks like Snoop Dogg here in his shiny outfit. We have to make sure we get a picture to post with this episode. It's blue and orange, like Boise State colors. Yeah, but there's, I, there, I, there's I, a way to pull off blue and orange, and I would say that's not your way. I have a face for radio, so um, <laughs> this is good. Until next time, guys. Thank you.